0: Welcome to Naturally Well, a podcast to help you live a healthier and happier life with a Nordic twist. I'm your host, Kate Turner, registered dietitian, personal trainer, Nordic Naturals nutrition specialist, and owner of Live Well with Kate. Today, we're going to be talking about what supplements your baby may need. Now, all babies have their own individual needs, and it's advised to consult your pediatrician first before giving them anything. But this is a general guideline that you can follow. First, we're going to start off with vitamin D. I'm going to try and keep all of these as short and concise for you because I know as moms, we need short and concise. So first, starting off with vitamin D, this is generally the first supplement your doctor will recommend you give baby. And maybe the only supplement that they recommend you give baby. That does not mean it's the only one they need though, but rightfully so that this is the first one. And vitamin D has a multitude of benefits. And typically the first thing we think about are strong bones, which it does specifically help with building and maintaining bone density, which is very important for our little ones. Um, and it also helps in muscle development and function. So we know, and anyone listening with a baby, you know, how, just how quickly they grow and change over the months. I mean, I'm like shocked to see, I feel like every day Connor grows a little bit, or there's just some change in his body. So it's really important that we're supporting their bones and their muscle function. But another surprising benefit that you may not realize, or maybe with COVID you did see come up on the news is that vitamin D can help regulate baby's immune and respiratory function. Um, as well as research has shown supplementing infants with vitamin D has been found to reduce wheezing and limit the incidence of common allergies. Also very important. But overall, supporting our baby's immune systems at such an early age is crucial, especially if your child is going to be in an environment where they have increased exposure, like going to daycare. And, you know, I think for any moms listening, we will do anything to help our baby's immune systems and avoid them catching something, especially things that may make them a little extra fussy, keep them up at night. I think, you know what I'm saying, um, in terms of deficiency, cause I want to give you all the facts up to 45% of infants are deficient in vitamin D. And this is due to many factors, including limited sun exposure, right? We're not supposed to have our babies in the sun, um, darker skin pigmentation. So that's one, again, a lot of people may not realize or know is that the darker skin pigmentation you have, um, the less you're able to actually make active vitamin D. And then where mom and baby live obviously plays a part again, when we talk about limited sun exposure and dietary intake. It is tough to get in vitamin D, um, even as an adult. And as a baby, we have to make sure we are supplementing with it. Or like we'll talk about, that it is in um, your baby's formula if they are formula fed. So let's jump in right there. So breastfed versus formula fed and vitamin D supplementation. Typically, with formula fed infants or infants on formula, if they're consuming at least a liter of formula a day, the formula should contain the 400 IUs or 10 micrograms that your baby needs. However, you always need to check the supplement facts panel on the back of the can. There are so many formulas out there, I cannot speak for all of them. Um, but again, this is if your baby is consuming at least a liter. So if you're right now, which I did with Connor a little bit, he was getting some breast milk, some formula here and there, you need to make sure you're supplementing, supplementing with vitamin D if it's less than that one liter. And again, checking the can to make sure the supplement facts does indicate that it contains at least 400 IUs or 10 micrograms, which would be MCG per serving on the back. Now for breastfed infants, even though breast milk is supposed to be the complete and perfect source of nutrition, which it pretty much is, um, for babies up to six months, mothers usually do not pass on enough vitamin D because also a lot of the times mom's maternal stores are low herself. And this does increase baby's risk of vitamin D deficiency. And again, if you are supplementing, you know, a few feeds with formula, if it's less than one liter per day, you need to supplement your baby with vitamin D. And do not worry about giving baby too much. So, if you're worried about, well, what if I'm supplementing with it and then my formula does have vitamin D with it, or even accidentally giving them an extra drop when you are giving them their vitamin D, clinical practice guidelines state that up to 2,000 IUs is safe for infants zero to one years old, and up to 4,000 IUs is safe for toddlers one to three years old. So take a deep breath. It's going to be okay. Um, ways to administer vitamin D. It's pretty easy. Most of them, they're in a liquid, um, form. So you can either add it to your breast milk or formula, um, or even just place some on mom's nipple before or during feeding get it in that way. Um, Depending on the dropper, you may be able to put it directly into baby's mouth as well. All right, so first supplement, vitamin D, check. Next one is gonna be DHA. Now your pediatrician may not mention DHA, but that does not mean it's not crucial for babies to receive. And this is one I just wanna scream from the rooftops because there are so many people that don't even know what DHA is, what omega threes are, and how important they can be for not only ourselves during pregnancy and postpartum, but for baby. Um, we will be taking a way deeper dive in two weeks. We'll have an episode come out with Dr. Christina Jackson from Omega Quant, and we talk all about omega threes during um, pregnancy, postpartum for baby, and then also when you're prepping for baby. So make sure to tune into that one. But let's get into the benefits of DHA for babies. So DHA is the most concentrated in the brain and eye. So that's why it's so important for supporting babies' brain and eye development. And they're rapidly right, growing and developing during those first few months, and also when we're still carrying them. So important, too, to make sure you're getting your DHA while pregnant. So for example, here, observational studies have shown that adequate omega-3 levels help to support babies' cognitive, social, and physical development, promoting visual acuity, performance on measures of language and cognition, mental and motor skill development, a healthy immune response to allergens, and attention control. So there's that immune response as well. So again, all these things are helping to support their immune system. And with so many distractions at our children's fingertips, I will do anything to set Connor up for success when it comes to attention control and maybe a bit selfishly for myself, but it's really important again, that when we're supporting their brain, we're supporting so many other aspects of growth as they get older. I also want to note the importance of DHA supplementation for preterm infants born prior to 37 weeks who really miss out on the rapid DHA accumulation during the final weeks of the third trimester of pregnancy. That's really where baby absorbs lots of the DHA, and so they miss out on that. This really could be an entire episode on its own, so I will link to an article in the show notes from our Healthy Science team that will provide you with all the information and research you need if you do have a preterm infant um, and you're interested. Also to learn more, again, on the in-depth research and the importance of omega-3s for both mom and baby, make sure to listen to our upcoming episode with Dr. Christina Harris. It's such a fun conversation. She's a mom herself, and she looks at everything with such a realistic lens, um, and it's just so informative. So make sure to check that one out. Okay, let's get into breastfed versus formula fed when it comes to DHA. For exclusively breastfeeding moms, unless you have tested your milk to ensure that your baby is getting the omega-3s they need, particularly DHA, supplementation is recommended. You can easily get your milk tested through OmegaQuant, which is what Dr. Christina Harris will explain in her episode coming out in two weeks. But again, you can go to OmegaQuant's website and order a kit. It's very simple. And don't worry, you just need to send in a drop. No one is trying to take that precious breast milk. And for formula-fed infants, unfortunately, most formulas contain very minimal amounts of EPA and DHA. Many will advertise on the front of the can that they contain DHA. However, like we said before, you always need to check the supplement facts panel on the back. And a lot of the times, it's maybe only 30 milligrams um, or you know 300 milligrams, which is really the lowest kind of not even a maintenance level. It's like, you think about like the bare minimum. Um, whereas we're trying to help support our babies a little bit more. So in terms of dosing, it's recommended that infants receive 500 to 800 milligrams of supplemental EPA and DHA per day, unless you've had, again, your milk tested and can ensure that your baby is receiving the omega threes they need through your breast milk. So how do we give them this DHA? Because I know that's really important for moms, especially I know for myself, those first couple weeks as a brand new mom, you're, you you feel like you don't know how to do anything and everything's overwhelming. So just helping ease your mind a little bit that it is easy. Um, it usually is in liquid form. So you can add the liquid to room temp milk or food. So that would be at or below 70 degrees Fahrenheit. You can, um, place it on mom's nipple, like the vitamin D while breastfeeding, or honestly how I've done it with Connor is I just place directly into baby's mouth. It's easy enough. Just make sure you have a cloth on hand for any side of the mouth drippings. Um, I also should note that when you first give it to your babies, they may make a really weird face for the first few weeks. Um, since it is different than breast milk or formula, it's a different texture, right? It's a little bit oily. It tastes different, but I can tell you at least for Connor now at seven months, he lunges for the bottle of fish oil when I give it to him, um, after one of his meals. So I promise, well, I can't promise, but Don't think that they're hating it and that you don't want to give it to them because they dislike it, which I know is hard, especially with your first and with a newborn, you just want them to love everything. You want them to love every part of life, but know that this will serve them later in life. All right. So fish oil was our second one. So we went through vitamin D All right. So DHA was our second supplement. So we have vitamin D, DHA, and now our third is going to be a probiotic. So if we think about as adults, our gut health and our gut microbiome, it's been growing over the years since infancy. So the infant gut is really believed to kind of set the stage for the health of our adult microbiome or um, our adult gut health in short. So we wanna make sure that we're setting our kids up for success, which can then have a big ripple effect into their adult years, and really with any of these supplements we're talking about. So benefits with probiotics in infants, studies have shown that regularly incorporating probiotics into a child's diet can, one, decrease their need for antibiotic treatment in children attending daycare, very important there, promote a healthy immune system in C-section delivered babies, support the baby's immune health, particularly babies at high risk for allergies and skin dysfunctions reduce crying time and other symptoms of colic for anyone listening. If your baby has colic, I'm sure you're starring that one in your mind and promotes overall gut health and function. That's a long list, right? I mean, for all of these, we have long lists of benefits, but the common thread through all of these that really resonates with me is all the different ways we're supporting our baby's immune health and they're all in different ways. I just, you know, with the state of the world and how it is now and, you know, what's happened with COVID and what could happen in the future, I just think protecting our baby's immune systems and setting their immune systems up for success for, you know, like we said, setting that stage for the adult gut and for our adult immune system and things like that is just so, so important. Okay. There's my tangent. Let's get into different strains. So with probiotics, there are different strains and there are many different strains. So it can be really tough to navigate. I would first check with your doctor and see if there are specific strains they would recommend for your child, especially if they are having, um, any type of stomach issues, or if they had any issues when they were first born I would check first, always checking with your pediatrician first is going to be our recommendation, but to get you started, here are some well-researched strains that appear to be safe for most children. So the first one is lactobacillus rhamnosus GG, bifidobacterium lacti, and lactobacillus ruteri. Those are three that have been shown to be generally safe for most children, but again, please consult your pediatrician first. And then in terms of breastfed versus formula-fed infants, some formulas will contain probiotics. So you'll just want to look at the different strains they contain and consult your doctor and see if they'll need an extra supplementation on top of that. It's also important to note that probiotics may not be recommended for some premature infants, babies with compromised immune systems, and children using intravenous medical devices again, consult your pediatrician first, um, how to administer. So some probiotics can come in liquid or powder form, which you can easily mix into room temp milk or food at or below 70 degrees Fahrenheit. So same as the DHA, um, or if using a liquid, you possibly depending on the dropper can drop it directly into baby's mouth. So that wraps it up for the main supplements most babies generally need. We had vitamin D, DHA, and a probiotic. Always make sure to consult your pediatrician for your baby's individual needs and how they might vary. And know that this is a supplement routine that you would keep your kids on as they grow. So it's not just, you know, infancy to one years old. And then you're like, okay, now what do I do with them? It's a great foundation that you would continue. You would just adjust to the correct age appropriate products and taking into account their dietary intake, which most toddlers I know are on the pickier side. So it would probably be helpful. Thank you for listening to naturally well by Nordic naturals. And remember you can catch some of our episodes of the podcast on our naturally well YouTube channel. If you want to know more about me, you can follow me on Instagram at Kate, where I typically live on my stories, providing a variety of daily health and wellness tips. Naturally Well is hosted by myself, Kate Turner, and produced by Andrew Steven. If you have any questions about today's episode, please send us an email at podcast at nordicnaturals.com, and we hope to answer your question on air. If you like liked this show, please tell a friend, share an episode, and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.